Welcome to the Dare to Care podcast, brought to you by HR Culture. And now here's your host, Susan Judd. Welcome everyone, I'm Susan Judd and this is the Dare to Care podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by my guest, Colin Wilson, who is the founder of Key Business Advisors and who has successfully been working with businesses for the past 12 years, helping those businesses move from good to great. So I'd like to firstly share that I've known Colin as a colleague in our own successful businesses for over a decade. And every time I speak with him, I'm inspired by his energy, by his vision, and by his business strategy focus that assists his own business to grow and also helps his clients to make their businesses even better. Before I invite Colin to introduce himself, I wanted to do a bit more of a formal introduction for everyone. So let's do this. Like many young people out there, Colin couldn't, didn't come from a wealthy background. Rather, at the age of 17 years old, he was forced to get a job to support himself. He immediately faced the unknown world of work and Colin quickly came to know the all too familiar challenges that our young people go through today, but without the, all those pressures of social media. Colin's experience of starting out on his own at such a young age to then becoming a successful businessman is what led him to his next journey, where he has dedicated his time to helping disadvantaged youth, helping to increase their opportunities and to give them the best chance at life. The success rate over the five years that Colin worked with young participants is what has inspired the creation of CABA Careers Employee Employer Engagement Program. Colin believes it's our corporate social responsibility to close the gap between education and the workforce, to give the younger generation, our future workforce, the support and guidance they need to increase their opportunities in work and life. So aligned, what Colin's doing with KBA Careers and the Employer Engagement Program is so aligned with what we do here at Dare to Care in wanting to help and assist and nav- help young people navigate that transition from school life into the workplace to best meet employer expectations and to have great opportunities and great um, productive uh, workplaces and an experience of, of the workplaces and their employers. So it is with this CABA Careers and the Employer Engagement Program in mind that I've invited Colin onto the show today to gain his perspectives and experiences in what our Generation Zs, who are currently entering our workplaces as our younger workers, bring to those workplaces, how they add value and what he believes are the critical skills for today's workplace as we navigate the future. So I would like to extend a really warm and hearty welcome to Colin Wilson for joining us today. Hi, Colin, and welcome to the show. Hello, Susan. Thank you so much for having me today. You're welcome. Colin, we're here today to ask you five questions about your views and perspectives of our Generation Zs who are entering or soon to be entering our workplaces um, so that we can gain some of your insights from your Kiba Careers perspective and the employer engagement program that you're running that is assisting young people to be job ready. So before we get into asking you those five questions that we're going to ask you, can I please start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, explain for us what inspired you to start up uh, Kiba Careers in your, uh, in your business journey and how that's helping young people prepare for the workplace. Yeah, sure. Um, well, 
First of all, you know, my background's come from, you know, uh, I, I didn't go through uni uh, for a start. I, uh, I was a young school leaver myself. And, um, you know, and over the journey, I, I you know, got myself into a career in the office technology uh, business. And then um, about 22 years on, I decided I was going to start up a, a sales training company in a HR business and turned it into like a, a professional service business advisory business. And that's what we've done. That's been going for 12 years. And, um, you know, we employ, you know, 10 staff in our business. We help lots of business owners out there um, to go from good to great, which is the catchphrase of the parent company of Kiba Careers, being, which is called Key Business Advisors. And during that journey, about five, nearly six years ago, um, we had an organisation called Youth Now ask me if I'd mentor one person. Could you mentor a young person and try and help them get, into the work, get them into the workplace? And I said to them, listen, you know, this is what I do for a living. You know, I do lots of professional sales training, management training, leadership training. I said, how about you give me 10 and I'll take, because I asked how many kids they had. They said they've got 10. So I said, how about you give me 10 kids and I will take them through a journey on what it's like talking to a business, a business owner. Because one thing that I think, uh, and I could be wrong with this, but is most career advisors that give advice to young people actually have never been employers. So I thought this would be a really good point of difference. So anyway, so what happened was they gave me 10 kids and we started the process. And, you know, I just asked simple questions. Is why do you want a job? What's your motivation? All the things. Um, and then what happened was I really got some really good feedback. And there was a lot of kids that didn't know what they wanted to do. So I asked them, what are you passionate about? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And a good example that I can give you, there was a young gentleman there. And he um, was, you know, on the dole. And they were sending him to interviews um, because what he wanted to do, the, 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 the company thought he'd be really good working with uh, older people. So he was going for jobs that were in aged care. And I said to him, does aged care appeal to you? And he said, absolutely not. So no wonder he would fail at his interview uh, when he was going. So I said, what are you passionate about? He says, he loves history. So I got this young person to uh, go and knock on the front door of a bookshop and, said, and, and, and just actually cold call, like what you do in sales, to, uh, and then put a resume forward that had something of meaning of why he would like a job in that bookshop. Well, I can tell you now, that was five years ago. He got the job in the bookshop. He became an assistant manager of the bookshop, and he's moved on since then because a lot of these networks that I started five or six years ago, they're all coming to me now for their next job, So, uh, so which is really exciting. So... What happened was we took 80 kids through a program and it was face-to-face -face and 75% um, of those kids got a job of their choice. So I sat back and thought, wow, there's something in this. And we had lots of people coming to us saying, um, you know, can you, Colin, can you come and, um, you know, uh, coach our kids? Can you come and um, do some, do some uh, work with our students? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. But I did this voluntarily. So when you employ 10 staff and you've got to keep a business going, it's pretty hard to, uh, to volunteer all of your time. You've still got to make some money. So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. So through a career, um, a career advisor, we developed this program called Kiba Careers. And it was designed that, uh, the way I've designed it is, um, is that people can go through a program. It's a short course, it's seven lessons, and there's a topic per lesson. It's about, you know, uh, on what to do. And, um, and then at the very end of the last module, there would be questions that they could go and ask either a parent or, uh, or somebody they, they aspire to in how to get a job. And it really ticked the box. I can tell you, it really ticked the box. So, so that's how Kiba Careers was uh, formed. We launched it two years ago, and um, it's a very popular program. 
Um, and, you know, what's interesting is the young generation of today like online stuff. They also like free stuff too. That's why our first lesson's free, right? But, um, but uh, you know, we've gone and really knocked on a few doors and said, hey, listen, we've got this great program. And, uh, and uh, they've looked at it. And I can tell you that some of the feedback we've had is, is, is been, it's a great program, but we've got our own model. And, you know, one person in particular said to me, Cole, it's, it's really good what you've done. It's absolutely sensational. So, uh, so, you know, we're very proud of what we've put together with Kiba Careers. We've just joined an organisation called Year 13, and we're getting more and more organisations behind us that are, that, are, that are supporting us like we're supporting them, which is what business is all about anyway. So that sort of gives you a bit of a background. So, yeah, Key Business Advisors is a professional training business and a professional company offering professional services. And then we've developed this, this uh, online business called Kiba Careers, which we want to build. And if I can say it, um, Susan, what we actually want is I actually don't want to run this business. I'm the founder. I don't want to run it. I want young people to run this business. So yeah. we've got to get it launched. And then young people training other young people, I think, is the key. So, you know, I'm definitely encouraging both of my daughters to get involved with this program, which they are. And Karina's doing messages all the time. She's 21 years of age and she's right in the thick of this. You yeah. know, and I remember you know, she went for an interview and I'm, I'm the father of saying, listen, you need to um, get yourself prepared for this interview. And she's like, oh, I'll be right, Dad. And she goes along to the interview and she failed her first interview. Yeah. And she come home and then... Basically, I re rehearsed it with her and then I made her go back to the same employer and knock on the door and say, can we please redo this interview again because I failed. I made her do that and then she got the job. And the case study is actually um, wow. in, the, in the program, but it's not Karina, it's under uh, a girl called Sienna. So, uh, so uh, that's, the, that's the case study, yeah. I'm so she didn't want to, yeah. About, just thinking about all the young people listening who are going to say, whoa, uh, that's a tough gig from a dad to a daughter. Off you go, back again, try again. It is. And, you know, Susan, you know, some of the work that I do in Key Business Advisors, I reckon I've interviewed now well over 2,000 young people um, because we do a lot of work with Telstra, uh, especially the licensed stores throughout Australia. And, you know, in a regional area such as Dubbo, you know, when we run a, an open day, um, which we've done with them, and um, come and do a group interview, we've had 60 people front up for a group interview. So... Yeah. You know, and they're lined up at nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know, we're in COVID-19 right now while we're doing this podcast. So you can imagine the lines of young people now that are going to need that competitive edge, that extra support in getting to that first base and getting a job. Yeah, so even now, so um, I know we're, we, we can loop back around to it at the, at, at the end of the podcast, but even now this is an opportunity if they're, if you've got, so if you've got a young, if you're a young person, or if someone you've got at home is currently on the job seeker queue, um, this could be a real opportunity to be a point of difference to do that online training program. Is that? Yeah, it is, and it's look, you know, you know, we've we've done it in such a way that it's interactive, it's written. We've had, we've had, uh, I've had a team of um, of uh, young students in, uh, so year they were year twelve students in uh, two years ago in the boardroom here, um, and I got them to pull the, the, the pull it apart, um, tell us what's wrong with it, tell us what's right with it, and we moulded it to their liking. And what was really good, which was a bit sneaky, I'll tell you, is they also put up the school programs of what they're taught. And, and there's just no comparison. So yeah. and I think that's probably the thing that I, I really see, um, you know, um, Susan, is, is when a young person goes from school into the workforce, there really is no education um, 
on how they should behave and what they should do and how they should go to the business owner and say to them, you know, uh, what else can I do to help you as opposed to the other way around? What can you do to help me? Right. So, so I think, um, and that's, uh, I think that's the, that's the, that's the gap. And I'm going to answer that in a couple of questions you're about to ask me. I know it's actually a beautiful segue. Thank you very much. Um, That's a, that's a timely way to move on to our first of our five questions. So let's knock it over. Firstly, our very first question, what do you believe are the current challenges millennials or our Gen Zs experience in the workplace? I think the current challenge, based on my knowledge, number one is they don't know how to communicate. So, so I think the challenge is we've got lots of skillful young people out there that are so good at what they do. And right now there's a massive need for young people to get into businesses to help them with technologies. There's no question about that. But I think the thing that, that uh, I see is communication. So it's like if I can say they're so used to getting information from an app or from Google or something like that. But in the workplace, you know, what we want these young people to do is ask questions, right? So, so, so to me, you know, what is the number one problem that I would say based on the clients that we work with um, is that communication. And if they've got to interact with a customer and they don't have those communication skills, which is the life of every business, then I can tell you that's a big problem. And, and also teamwork. So I think, you know, when you look at the different generations that work in a business, we have a, a, a company that's got, you know, a, an 18-year-old in their business and that's the youngest and the oldest is 82. So you've got like five generations, five different, uh, yeah, yeah, five, five different um, generations there. And, um, and there's totally different, um, totally different skill sets across the board. But I think if you were to ask me, I think it's communication. And I think that's the thing, you know, um, for me, it's about that, I, that it's not open communications. It's asking questions about the job, making sure that they're on the right track. Now, you know, some of the leadership training that I do, and I know you do as well, is as leaders, you want to make sure and get verification that people are on board with what your message is. But sometimes I find the younger generation, and it's also it's an age thing too, I'll say that, is they might clam up. They seem to clam up a lot. And, and not ask questions and, you know, and again, it goes back to the leadership of the company. No question is a silly question, but I want people to, I sit back and think about even some of the disciplinary stuff that we've done where mistakes have been made through a young person making an assumption of this is what it should, this is what they want and, and, and it's wrong to what the actual uh, manager or the owner has asked them to actually do. So they haven't followed the process. So communication is a big thing and we know uh, what I do know is through the work that we've done through Kiba Careers and especially in the education system is young generation like to do more workshops and skim through things. So if you give them something to read, it, they'll skim through it. And, I, and, and we know that and, mm. uh, and that's how it works. Yeah. So yeah that's one so thing. Some of what you said, you know, these five generations working together um, and all coming from different, with a little bit different perspective. But you also said something about um, asking questions about the job and making sure they're doing things right and following the process. How much do you think personality comes into uh, a young person's um, confidence to talk up, to speak up or ask a question? Do you think that is, sorry, it's, it's an extra question. Do you no, it's not an extra question. No, no. And I think, can I just say, that's what our program is about, is to go in there with prepared questions to actually ask a business owner. Um, and, you know, so a lot of, you know, out of the 2,000-odd young people that I've interviewed, I can tell you, I reckon probably 20 of them walked in 
with questions to ask me. I want the young generation to interview the interviewer, right, yeah. about the job and really make sure that they're asking key questions. And I can tell you, that's, they're the ones that, have, that get to first base because what they've done is they've done a bit of research and they've done a bit of information. So when it comes to personalities, well, personality is an interesting thing, right, because I can have somebody who's an extrovert and, you know, again, for the interviewer, I'm not going to put an extrovert into a role that would probably better insert, uh, suit an introvert. And we know that, you know, when we look at the, the likes of DISC uh, and DISC profiling, you know, if we've got somebody who's, you know, very high eye, that's a person that loves to talk to people and be influential, um, you know, putting them behind a desk, behind a computer all day long, it's just never going to work, right? It might work temporarily, but it's not going to work. So again, I think, and that goes back to, you know, I made that comment before asking the younger generation, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Because, you know, the, the, the gentleman that got the job in the bookshop, he was, he was a person that was a real introvert and he, um, and he was a person that studied a lot because so he, he read a lot. There's also, uh, you know, uh, fifth Dan in, in, in Taekwondo as well. So, so it's a very disciplined type of person. So he loves reading books and he could read a book in, you know, 48 hours. He's read a 500-page book, which would take me a month. So I think, uh, again, that's, a, that's, a, um, that's, a, that's a, a personality. To me, the personality is not what a person in a company employs for. They're looking for the skill sets. The personality comes into it and they, they'll make that decision. But I think as, a, as an owner, you know, they're looking for a good fit. And, and, you know, a lot of there's work to be done. And if the work is done right, that makes money. And if the work is not done right, that costs money. So I think, you know, having a person um, with the right skill sets, if they're going to get into sales, then definitely an extrovert. There's no question about that. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to have a salesperson be a heart scientist, a heart uh, doctor or anything like that, a brain surgeon, because uh, they'd be concentrating on everything else in the room by the, by the job they're supposed to be on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so let's move on because we've talked about some of the challenges that which we let summarise as communication and asking questions and making sure um, they're checking in to make, making sure they're meeting the needs of the employer. So let's now talk about the best things that you see Generation Z's bringing into our workplaces. I think number one is ideas. This younger generation can bring some fantastic ideas and um, if, if actually, if anyone follows the, the, the post that we're doing with Kiba Careers, they will see just how fantastic they are. And my wife and I, who are the founders of the business, will fight over what to post. But they are putting out some fantastic stuff. And I think that's the, that's the secret. The secret is these guys get social media, understand social media. They are so tech savvy. They understand systems. Um, you know, you know, we're joking. We're before Susan. We're, you know, we're in this COVID nineteen, and we're, I'm learning different softwares that I have to use. Whereas, you know, um, when you've got a young person next to you, they'll just say, "Move over and take control." So I think, um, you know, what they do bring is they bring fresh blood uh, to a business. I think they bring, if the role is right, they bring passion, they bring enthusiasm, and they want to try things. They're they're not scared to not try different things. Um, I think the yeah, so I think you know that's a, that's what I love about the younger generation. And for me, you know, um, you know, key business advice has been going for twelve years, and you know, I do a lot of professional training with you know young managers. I have an emerging leaders program, and to see a young person go from, I guess, a, a young salesperson or a person that's in a retail environment to then become an assistant manager, and then a store manager, and then become an operations manager or an internal trainer of a business. Um, that has been the most 
fulfilling thing for me in seeing them grow. So they're fast. They're faster at it than the older generation. I'll say that. Um, not saying the older generation can't learn, but they're faster at it. They're more aggressive. Um, and I can tell you that you know, in the hardest part with the young younger people is, I think, is getting them to slow down a little bit mm. um, and not make the mistakes that I talked about which is that lack of communication. So it's sort of like you tell them what you want, you get them all G'd up and they go, yeah, 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 they go. And then they just don't realise that if they've changed something or do something, it might have a really bad impact on the business because they haven't asked the right questions. Yeah, yeah, okay, love it. Excellent, thank you. Now, question number three. I want to talk about employer expectations. I want to talk about whether you believe, what you believe are the key employer expectations and do you think they're reasonable and being met? So, it's a loaded question, isn't it? It's a, lo it's a loaded question. So, again, I think this is what I love about what I do, and I think this is where I this is our point of difference with Kiva Careers because in key business advisors, you know, I, I do a lot of management training and leadership, and one of the things I talk about is induction. I'm very passionate about induction. So, when you put somebody on, how well can you induct somebody into your business? And this is where I think a lot of small businesses just don't have a time for it and they fail. They really fail at it uh, if, they, if they haven't put that preparation in. But, you know, if I just take you, uh, you know, a bit of a snip back into some of the programs that I've run, um, you know, the companies that have a really good induction program that can show a career path to a young person of where they can go and what, what they need to do to get there, these guys can actually hold the younger generation and the younger generation will perform at 110% for them. But for the companies that don't set that really good induction process, like I throw them into a job, then uh, they'll probably last six, 12 months tops. Um, and I think that's where you hear a lot of comments saying, oh, you know, younger generations, they, they don't last. And look, we've employed younger people in, in our business. And um, I know putting on a young person, it's probably about an 18 month, two year window um, because, you know, especially in marketing, they want to come in, then they want to go into work with the big corpse and stuff like that. And I'm a realist. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I started off in a little dealership in office yeah. technology and then I went and worked for companies like Toshiba and Conica Minolta and Rico. So, mm -hmm. so again, you know, that's, that's I, I'm inspired to do that. So I sort of get that. Um, but as employers, we want to hold on to them as long as possible. So I think if you create a career path for them, show them the way, and you know what, even if they leave, right, um, then I think, um, you know, as, an, as a business owner, you need to be proud. Um, yeah. And it's funny, you know, I've emceed one of our young employees. I emceed his wedding, um, you know, when they got married. So that's a, that's, a, that's a good payback, you know, knowing that this person, come on board, you know, he, he got married, he asked me to emcee his wedding. So, you know, like everything in the business, we've had employees that have left us where there's been a great relationship and then we've had employees that have left us who hasn't been a great relationship because they think they're more entitled than deserved. Yeah. So in the work you've done with employers, with, your, with some of your clients, when they, they are um, recruiting young people, what are their expectations? What are the employers' expectations of the young people? What are they? I think what they want, number one, is collaboration. They want collaboration. They want teamwork. Um, and they want them to perform. So, and it's really, uh, what's the word? Um, a, a young person, um, and it goes back to personalities and concentration span, but, you know, they want them to perform. And, I, again, I go back to, um, 
you know, the education of the education market, um, I think they, they, they teach the skills on what an admin person does and what you do in accounting and what you do in, you know, for example, IT. I'm just picking, you know, even HR, for an example. Um, so they, they teach the skill sets. But the gap that I, um, on the bandwagon about, it's the transition. It's the transition of teaching the skill sets that when you go and work for an employer, from the time that you clock in and the time you clock out, then, you know, you are there to um, perform a duty as per your job description and the employment contract. But I think they forget that. And I go back and I made a comment before, it's that transition from school to the workforce. Yeah. And and it's little things like I've got to go to the toilet. So they go to the toilet. I've got to answer my phone, right? And that's, you know, when they're talking to a 51-year-old who was never allowed to do that and that was the way that they brought up, I think, um, you know, they just need to understand a bit of that. And it needs to be a bit of to and froing of that too. I will put that out there. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you know, the, the expectations is, you know, a business owner just wants them to do their job. And again, I explain to the business owner, when someone leaves a, a company, um, I ask the question, so how did you fail them? That's one of the questions I ask them, right? Mm. Because they've left for a reason. So it's either your vision or your mission or your values, your business isn't strong enough, you're not giving them the right leadership and direction, and you're not showing them where they, where they could be within your actual yeah. business. Right. And you know, we know we've had we've had we've we've employed you know we've employed a young person that wants to conquer the world within six months. You know, we've employed those type of people, and you know, um, and we see that they've moved on, and um, some are successful and some are not. So that's you know, young people don't have any risk at the moment. So I think um, uh, you know that's a uh, that's that's a that's a safety net. I think young people have. I, I tend to, I, I agree with you. I think that that whole transition from school to the workplace, there's a whole lot of skills there that when you've been in the workplace a long time, you actually take for granted um, that, you know, pe- young people coming into the workplace will understand that from 7am, hypothetically, they're meant to be working hard until 3.30pm and the only time they're meant to be um you know, going to the going to the loo or having a break or getting uh, checking their phone are in those designated breaks, right? Yep. So yep. some workplaces are more flexible than others. But if you think about some, some workplaces are really structured. If you're mm. working in a call centre, if you're working in a trade, if you're working, you know, there's also if you're working in healthcare, there's a whole lot of industries that have really structured workplaces. Um, that require that kind of behaviour. And when you say the expectation is performance, that's what you're talking... You're not just talking about doing a good job. You're talking about working hard for the whole entire time that you're being paid for. Yep, yep. Look, you know, I come from a generation where um, my my grandmother was in the Depression, you know, and, you know, she used to say to me as as a young kid, grab me by the ear, when you go and work, you'd be the first there, last to leave, and you outperform everyone else. And, I, you know, and I'll tell you, that's, that's been, that's, I still live that life today. Nothing's changed. I'm a workaholic. I love what I do, and it's not work. It's passion, and I think yeah. that's, uh, that's the thing. And I think once a young person finds that role that they're looking for, mm. and, you know, and we know that, you know, young people joining the workplace, Sometimes it's the elimination process. So I think I want to do this. I'll go and do it and then work out, no, I don't want to do it. So I'll move something, move it on. And that's fine. Just when you're there, just remember the owner who's paying you needs you to perform. I think a lot of young people today, they they, they think that a business owner is absolutely loaded with money. 
Absolutely loaded. And I think what we're seeing now, um, COVID-19, I think, is actually a really good thing for young people because they can sit back and look at just how how hard some businesses are actually trading at the moment. So this, to me, I think is going to be a massive wake-up call um, for a lot of young people and it's also going to create an opportunity for young yeah. people as well. So uh, I think it's, um, you know, things happen for a reason and it's a terrible situation in with the COVID-19, but... Um, you know, there are a lot of business owners out there who are suffering that will mm. lose their home or their holiday home or whatever, everything they work for, they will lose because um, they, because of the situation. So mm. this will be a big learning curve for uh, for a lot of people um, with what's happening at the moment, especially yeah. our young people coming through. Yeah, absolutely. But you're right, opportunity, which makes me ask my next question, my fourth question. What do you believe are the critical skills that young people need to develop to successfully enter the modern workplace? Well, okay, number one for me is, I've said at the start, communication is number one. I think, um, you know, uh, I think there needs to be lots of collaboration and that's collaborating with your tech colleagues and with with customers. So, and I'm very big on this and it's throughout the Keeper Careers program is the customer is the one that's paying for your wages. So I think communication um, and leadership, we want young people to lead. So, you know, we made the comment before about knowing their role. So if we give them a good induction process and they know their role, all we wanted them to do is take ownership and lead, lead that role and do their job. That's what we want them to do. So I think, you know, if I was to put it down here, yeah, collaboration, leadership. Um, I think, you know, we know that um, emotional intelligence is now. We want people to think, think outside the square. And I think... Um, uh, again, I, I put that back to people who are running workshops, the managers and the leaders in, in doing brainstorming sessions. So today, you know, the, the old days of going and telling an employee, this is what you need to do, they're long gone. You've actually got to go and get that collaboration, get that buy-in, do that think tank and turn some energy, uh, turn it into some energy. So, so a young person's got to want to be part of that. And again, you know, I made the comment before that, um, you know, in one particular organisation has got the 82-year-old, we've got him men mentoring the young ones. So the young ones are teaching him about software and he's teaching them about life. So, yeah. I think, you know, I think sometimes, you know, in a company we can get a bit sidetracked. But, yeah. um, you know, we know what makes a great business and that is um, employees who are loyal to the business that follow the leadership and, you know, we're starting to see that. So for the companies that are thriving out there at the moment or, or staying in business through this COVID-19, their team is 100% behind the owner and the leaders of the business. Yeah. And the ones that don't have that fun and that, you know, and that motivation and that drive within the business, we're yeah. seeing people checking out. So, uh, so I think that's really, really important. And, you know, how does one young person demonstrate that in an interview, right, when they're going for a job? It's really hard because, you know, they haven't, um, they've never done it before. But I think, um, you know, it's, they're the questions that I want a young person to ask an interviewer. How will I be inducted? How will I be trained? How can I be part of the team? What are my yeah. colleagues going to be like? Because when they ask those leading questions, I know the employer at the other, other side of the table is going, we've got to have them. This yeah, person's got to start. Yeah, I've got, got to have this person. Yeah, because it's yeah, talking They're asking the right questions. Yeah, they're asking yeah. the right questions and talking yeah. the lingo. Yep. Excellent. And finally, what do you think, what, what is your best advice for young people preparing for, for the workplace? I think, yeah, so this is, this is in the program. So number one is don't spray your resume everywhere. 
right? So you'll learn to become a really good entrepreneur or a business owner. It's not about spraying information everywhere. It's about actually being strategic about what you're doing. So find out what you like and what you're passionate about. And, you know, these young people that have found jobs, they haven't followed the traditional seek routine. What they've done is they've gone and networked, which is part of communication, leadership, and everything we just talked about. And they found somebody who knows somebody, um, which is all entrepreneurial, um, that could find them their first job. So I think, you know, for me, you know, what, what my tips is, is, is do your research. And, you know, I say this in the program, you know, us interviewers, we, we ring you. And the number one is you don't answer your phone because you don't have a voicemail, right? So you think about the age bracket that's ringing you. Number mm. two is when we do ring you and you do answer the phone, you say, who is this, right? And then we say, we, we introduce ourselves. My name's Colin Wilson. I'm the owner of Key Business Advisors. I want to do an interview with you if you've got some time. And they go, who are you? I've already put 100 uh, applications out. I don't know who you are. And then the owner's going, well, you know what? All you're after is a job. You're not interested in trying to come and help me stay in business. So there's a, there's a communication thing that, that, is, um, that is there. So for me, you know, it's all about the one percenters and we know that in business, you know, it's the one percenters, it's the opportunities. So for young people out there, they just need to learn how to network. They need to learn how to communicate. And you know what? Put themselves out there and, and the employment will find them not the other way around. And, uh, and I think, look, that's, I'm really passionate about that. And you can tell by me just talking about this and I can talk forever. But, you know, when you see, you know, when you see young people have a strategy and follow a strategy on what they actually want to do and it pays off, now, it, they may not get that ideal job that they really wanted, but they also got to look at what's the stepping stone to get the actual job. And, um, you know, I'll say, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with many parents, but, um, you know, maybe I'll ask you the question, you know, Susan, but if you had a, a resume of a young person who did four years experience part time in a milkshake shop and a person who had no work experience and you were looking, putting on your first time employee and they both had the same sort of skill sets and you like both of the person, which way would you sway? Is that a legitimate answer? That's a, well, it's a pretty easy answer. Isn't it? question, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. Which way would you, yeah. would you sway to the one that's actually had the employment experience? Yes, the because they not... were able to, they'd be able to demonstrate, for, especially for four years, because they're able to demonstrate that, they can, that they're loyal and they can stick to it, you know, and if they've been employed for four years, then they've been able to do the job they're there for for that period of time. And even if that's a three-hour job on a Saturday, I don't care. They put something down. So I think, again, um, I think... Yeah, we're talking about work-life balance, right? You know, for, for young people yeah. and schooling yeah. is schooling yeah. is really stressful. This is what we're hearing. So stressful for the young generation and they have to study. I could tell you if they did a part-time job, you know, that, that blocked out four or five hours of their day on a Saturday or a Thursday or a Friday night, that would give them an introduction into the workforce, how to communicate with other people. They would learn that skill set, which is not taught in the schools. Yes. And then when they put their resume forward, what's going to happen is they're going to, I already know, because our clients, we all look for that. We all look for somebody who's got some sort of work they have experience. part-time job. Yep. Yep. Because we know, unfortunately, um, a lot of, you know, young generation doesn't believe this, but, um, you know, we have employed young people before, haven't been reliable, which costs the business because they've, you know, they've not fronted up for work or, uh, yep. um, and done something, you know, of their own leisure because it's okay to have a sick day while go and ride a jet ski or something like that. So, so, um, so you know, this is, this is what we're talking about here is good, hard truth and reality. 
a young person of today who wants to get a job, you know, and again, if I'm not passionate about a job, then I might pull a sick day. I might, you know, might not be, I might get there late, not get there on time. So therefore the employer gets disappointed and it doesn't end up a good relationship in the end for for both parties. So, so I think, um, you know, that's my tip. My tip is find something you're passionate about, get in there and, and just learn. And I think that's the thing. I think that's where our education system is, is, uh, you know, uh, hasn't got it right. And I'll give you one more example of that okay. is, you know, my daughters had to come home and find, uh, come home with a list of companies to go and get work experience from, right? But back in my day, and this is an old man talking, we were taught go and find your own work experience. That means you need to go and talk to people to find contacts of contacts of contacts to get you work experience. And yeah. that was the skill set, was the start of, um, you know, you trying to find a job. And I, and I think, um, you know, in Melbourne there was a situation where a, a private school, you know, something happened with a private school where the parents were barristers and they believed the school should have found their child the right work experience, right. which I thought was disgraceful. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's our generation. Colin, I'm with you. I had to go and find my own work experience back in the day. I think yeah. I was only in year 10 as well. So young, you know, young thing out looking for asking every relative I had if uh, or whoever you knew, you know, is there something I could do and come and work at your place or what was I interested in and go and approach somebody? It's like the old cold calling, isn't it? It is the old cold. And can I tell you, majority of the Kiba Careers program has got a lot of that in there, you know, how to answer a phone, how to make a phone call, you know, how to set your resume up, what your points of differences are, you, yeah. know, you, know, you know, when you walk into an interview, um, you know, you actually interview them as much as they interview you, which is all about questioning and asking questions. So I think... Yeah. I think yeah. that's really, really important. And I think, um, you know, there are, and I'll put it out there, there are, you know, the young people that I helped at Youth Now, which was a brilliant organisation, there's a testimonial on our website. Those young people, they didn't have that parent, or they didn't have that help that they needed to guide them through. So there's, you know, we all know that, you know, there are probably about 10% of people can get through the system because of, you know, they've got good parents and good guidance and good leadership and everything like that. But, you know, there's a lot of young kids that out there that are a little bit lost. And, they, and I think some of the parents are lost as well. And I think that's, a, that's a, an area that we've just got to get better at. And yeah. there's going to be, you know, what, what's the stats? By you know, 2030, 50% of our workforce will be young, this young uh, millennial generation, you know, and um, Gen, Gen Z. So we've got, to, we've, got, we, we've got to work with them. We've got to, we've got to, and they've got to work with us. We've got to make it work. There's lots of them and they're entering our workplaces now, but they're still only just, the bottom end has just entered high school. So we've got another eight, nine, mm. ten years of them coming into our workplaces yep. um, as they go on to, whether they go on to university or whatever they decide to do right down to the, that bottom end, that younger end of them now. So, um, you know, we will be... We will be the old timers. We will be... We already are. That's, that's right. That's uh, <laughs> 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 I've grown a beard to make me look young. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but I think, look, you know, it's just, what's the word, you know, and this, this podcast, I hope is going the way that you want it to, because certainly, you know, we're having a bit of fun, but I think, you know, like, um, you know, the, the young generation coming through, they're our future. And, uh, and, you know, we need our future to look bright, colourful, and, you know, a lot of them will be entrepreneurs doing their own business because, I'll be forced to do that. And we're already going through that process now of people working from home, not enough jobs. So people start starting their own jobs. So I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, we need this generation to, um, 
I think they're already doing a good job in trying. I really do. It comes back to that guidance, that mentorship and that guidance um, to get them into places they need to get into. You know, um, I 100% agree with you. I think that the Generation Zs, and I've got two, two of them in my home, right? So I'm excited. Actually, I'm really excited by how they think. I'm really excited about their energy and their enthusiasm and their entrepreneurial skill and, and thinking, their entrepreneurial thinking. I would not have dreamt of doing some of the things that they are dreaming about doing or even just doing when I was in my teens, you know, um, I think the world has grown so much and the, um, yes, the internet and social media and their exposure to different people in their life outside of just school and home, um, you know, think about, you know, I don't know about you, but I, my kids watch a lot of YouTube, right, and they're watching some really interesting things that are, and, and you know, they're being able to think bigger than and, and in a more excited and expanded way than that ever happened for me. And, it, and to me, that's exciting. That's because I think in our generation, um, we were told to be quiet. What was the, what was the you know, um, be seen and not heard, right? Whereas, uh, whereas, you know, this younger generation, you know, they want to be heard. They want to be heard, but we want, want to, be to heard, yeah. we invite them to contribute. Yeah. They'll contribute. So I think, um, you know, I think there's, they can teach us a lot. I think they can teach us a lot. Hundred percent. Look, you know, I said it before. It's it's our it's our children. Our, my two daughters, twenty one and eighteen, or seventeen and a half, or nearly eighteen, that are yeah. posting the stuff. And you know, Lorraine and I, who's my wife, um, we were laughing the other night. We were reading one of the posts, and I said, "We can take advice from this," you know, because uh, it was all about how to plan your day and time manage yourself and everything like that. So um, they all understand, if I can say, the theory. They really understand the theory. Yeah. Um, and it's now taking that theory into the workforce to make it practical. And, I, and, I, and, I, and the responsibility is on both parties, I'll say it. The responsibility is on the leader of the owner of the business or the manager to, to, uh, to bring that from theory to practical and vice versa. It's the responsibility of the young person to come in and saying, I know the theory, now help me turn it into a practical, yeah. right? And I think if they can get that, then that's happy days. Yeah, happy days for, for that relationship, that employer-employee relationships, yeah. relationship. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Colin. Um, I want to say thank you. I want to, um, I really appreciate some of the insights that you've provided us with today, um, some of the skills and qualities that you think are really, and some of the, uh, yeah, the skills that, that you think are really important. You've touched on things like communication. You touched on things like collaboration, strategic thinking, networking, um, researching um, organisations. So I think for young people listening, these are really key things that they could to hone in their own skills uh, to better understand um, what they can do to prepare for work. I love that whole, but also to employee, employers to really can think about what um, young people can add to your workplace and not be threatened by those things. Mm. Um, sometimes we have structures in our workplace and that we're used to and young people might not fit exactly into those structures. However, they have some real benefits to offer. So um, through their ideas and some of their, you know, some of their um, uh, tech savviness and, and some of these things that we can learn from them. So um, I've said in previous episodes I'm really excited 
and inspired, like I've already said about our Generation Zs, um, with all of the things that they can bring to our workplaces. And you called it colour, and I love that explanation given I'm looking at you and you're on a red background. It's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got my cap on too. I'd like to extend my grateful thanks to you, Colin, uh, for being my guest today on our Dare to Care podcast and providing us with your insights and ideas um, and getting us excited about what we can look forward to in the future. Um, whether you're a young person who's already entered the workplace or you're preparing to go into the workplace or you're an employer or even a parent of a high schooler or a young adult, um, we can be excited and look forward to what the future holds. So if you'd like more information about Colin Wilson from Key Business Advisors or Kiba Careers um, about, about his employee engagement program, I will put the link in our show notes um, for you uh, so you can please have a look at those. Um, and I will also put the link to Colin's website in our show notes. Uh, so thank you very much, Colin, for your time today. Always love to have fun with you, Susan. Always have to love fun, have fun with you. It's always great. And thank you so much. I'm really honoured that you uh, that you uh, asked me to come and do this. And um, and we're on the same team. We we just we just want to see that younger generation uh, excel. That's what we yeah, want to really do. Absolutely. I just yeah. want to I want to help them navigate into a work, a role and a job that is that they just love and the workplaces around them are places where they can be loved. Um, so finally, listeners, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please give our Dare to Care podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or leave us, a, leave us a comment there on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you have questions or comments about the episode, please contact us via our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Dare to Care with the two, Dare to Care AUS for Australia and uh, either leave a comment or private messages. We love and truly appreciate your feedback. And finally, thank you for listening today. I'm Susan Judd. And until our next episode, how are you going to Dare to Care? Thank you for listening to the Dare to Care podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or find out more about HR Culture and Dare to Care by going to hrculture.com.au. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 